what I wanted to share was like, again, my epiphany this morning was restrictive behaviors are something that I need right now. And I think you might too, if you're feeling like you're stuck in a rut and if you feel like you're not really you know, having the motivation that you need to move forward, it's gotta be around a goal and you've gotta have some restrictions that you're happy to make. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And this is episode number 42. Today we're going to talk about... Jackie Robinson's number. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's start over. Yeah. You're listening to episode number 42 <laughs> of the Push Podcast. Today, we're going to talk to you about motivation or lack thereof. Motivation or lack thereof. <laughs> How about all this crazy shit going on has got me demotivated? Right. How about that? I just have to tell you, I think this is going to be more of a conversational episode. Um, we've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys that... You are really surprised how real we keep it. And I'm just going to tell you, keeping it really real, I don't want to do shit these days. <laughs> I'm so demotivated. This is the Push Podcast. We're here to push you. And right about now, I need a push. You need I a just, push? This morning, I just woke up and I was like, I need a push. Mm. And I want to dive into some, you know, some things that I did to take action today, but... I will just tell you the first ones, you got to keep good company. You have to surround yourself with people that can hold you accountable, that you can reach out to and you can say like, hey, I'm in a little bit of a rut right now. Yeah. I'm going to need you to kick me but in can the you, ass. Can you go backwards a little bit and kind of share how did you get there? Because I think you're, you're given like the I know and solution. I didn't want to dive in like this, but <laughs> I have to tell you like it's been a whole morning of like soul searching and just the thing is, is I know what to do. I know what to do to have six pack abs. I know yeah. what to do to meal prep. I owned a meal well, prep company. What was different about this morning? This morning, I kind of feel like anytime you're in a rut, you have to kind of like, I don't want to say hit rock bottom. Nothing happened to yeah. me. But I just decided like, okay, this is just not working for me. But you also have like moment to yourself. Like you had, you're right. you, got, you got to stop. Yeah. I <laughs> I haven't had a moment, literally. So one of the things you guys know, one of the things that works in our relationship is I watch Janelle and then I'm able to kind of like codify what is going on in her instinctual brain. Mm -hmm. But you got to stop. And I knew like, you know, me going off to, into the to the world today. Eddie started to work uh, you guys today. I knew that, oh, she gets a morning to stop, like a morning right. to not have to like get up and have to go. And it gives you time to self-reflect. I haven't had a morning to be in my normal, regular practice of journaling. I lit a candle this morning. I had some tea this morning. I got my journals. Yeah. And that just the practice of that feels good. Right. Yeah. But 
like, how did we get here? You know, we've been in friggin' quarantine almost 90 days. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, like, everything we were taking a day by day. Well, like, so the first... I feel like quarantine started, like, a year ago. Like, I feel like it's been, like, a long time. Yeah, but I'm low-key kind of sad that it's, like, coming to an end because <laughs> I feel like I have nothing to show for it. And that's not true. You know, right. we've done amazing things at the Cake Mamas. We've we've done a lot. Like we, we got had our pipes society. Re, redone yeah. at our P- house. Like, Pusher Society had a 30-day challenge. Yeah, that we're, we've done a lot, yeah. right? But I, I think that's one of the, the bad things about me is I get through something and then I'm just like, okay, good. That's done. Now what, let's right. move on to the next. P.S. I have a tattoo written on my wrist that says on to the next. Yeah. So that's like your mentality. Like you have. I don't know how to stop. What do they call indelible ink? Like you can't get it off. Like that is part of you now. It's etched into my brain. And so it's always kind of like. Maybe you need another one that says take it stop and take it slow. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely need like a. Well, that's why I got the grounding tattoo. Just to kind of like ground me into the moment, into earth. Like I just need to chill. Yeah. you You need to go outside in the front barefoot. With, and, and put your feet in the soil no, and like speaking plant of feet, a, uh, what I need to do, I need a pedicure <laughs> and I also need a damn massage. That's what I need. All right. So before we get into this, this episode, because I think it's, this is going to be important because I think many people when this comes out are going to be in the same situation because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on and, and, it, and it could be distracting, rightfully so. Like mm-hmm. we've got a lot of social things going on that we want to make sure we're paying attention to and we're, we're playing a part in. Um, but at the same time, you can lose yourself in all this mm-hmm. and then you can lose your motivation you but, might be spending too much time on social media yeah. consuming you definitely are watching too many videos of police brutality i don't think you can watch too many videos of police uh, brutality mm, i think you can watch enough i think too much can... police brutality is not good we've, been I, have, we've had I, nightmares and then not only that i've been watching a lot of documentaries i've been reading a lot yeah, of books and this so, is why like, you're having dreams that yeah. the kkk is coming to our house yes i, I did have a, 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 a dream of that but and Before I we get too. into that, don't you have a couple of what in the world? I do. So what in the world? <laughs> you need a jingle. <laughs> so okay, my what in the world? Um, by the time you listen to this, it's going to be Tuesday, June twenty third. My what in the world this week is lynchings. Like, are we literally lynching people in twenty twenty? Like, yeah. I I just can't. I'm gonna blow over that one because it's gonna make me upset. I have another what in the world that's kind of along the similar lines of that, but white supremacist neighbors, like just coming, not for us, but stories of people that we know uh, where your neighbor is like a self-proclaimed neo-Nazi white supremacist that's like, hey, uh, you need to keep this city as white as possible. You know, this whole Black Lives Matter thing not happening in our neighborhood Hearing that just makes me sick to my stomach. And so we're doing what we can to protest, to march, to educate ourselves, to make our voices be heard. Right now we're in the middle of trying to raise a quarter of a million dollars to help fight against racism and and injustice, period. Yeah. And can I just say this? Like in the Push podcast, we talk a lot about psychology. We talk about a lot of things about motivation. And when you hear about like a white supremacist going into your their neighbor's yard mm-hmm. and talking about how they didn't want certain people in their cities, all mm-hmm. you can think about if you remove race, all you can think about is scarcity. Mm-hmm. All you think you think about is lack mm-hmm. and how that person's life has it has to have had so much lack in their life that they've been feeling like there's not enough space, there's not enough money, there's not enough, you know, opportunity in, in this world where all of a sudden you have to say this particular race, because of their skin color, 
I don't want them to come in my neighborhood. See, you think of lack. I think of entitlement. Like oh, you yeah. just, it's been yours and you want it to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you here, which leads me into the next what in the world, which are all these goddamn Karens. Oh my, that is my what in the world. Okay. okay. Can I just tell you every video that I see of some crazy person, Karen is what they call them, right? So, right. so if someone calls you a Karen, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know it's not a compliment. Yeah, they are losing their mind mm-hmm. and then they're doing things. One lady I saw and I don't know if it was in a gas station or something. She oh, like got to the, she got to this lady's face and got the shit slapped out of her. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. So this Karen, you guys, over. walked over to this, you know, Mexican girl in the gas station and was like, you need to go back to your country. And she was like, bitch, I was born here, like got crazy with her. And then Karen, who was a white woman, telling this girl to go back to her country, got in her face, tried to grab her by her arm. Like, who do you think you are to put your hands on someone? And the Mexican girl turned around and slapped the shit out of her. And the guy that was filming was like, "Uh, you deserve that. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. You deserve that. You you touched her. You shouldn't. You were out of line. And I got to tell you, if you're listening to the Push podcast right now and at some point in your life, no judgment, but you have told someone to go back to their country. Um, I'm judging you. You need you. to you need no. to you need to have a moment of self reflection because <laughs> I have never uttered those words. I don't understand. Go like, back to your country. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. it. To me, it is comical. It's entitlement. It is. Yeah. It's it's entitlement. It's and, supremacy. And you probably on the heels of our of the last episode where someone called me the N word. Mm. Um, you, you probably like. Obviously, we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. But uh, I definitely could not respond like the young lady did and slap this old lady in the face. So um, my <laughs> response sure has to be, be a little bit. By the police yeah, my, and taken to jail. My response has to be definitely in the lines of, of Michelle Obama. When right. they go, when, when they, they go, go low, low I go, go high. high. Yeah. And so um, but she definitely said, F that. I'm going low right with you and just right, right across her face. And that lady turned around so quick. And walked out yeah, over did. her face, like she was really examining her life after that. Like I can't believe I just. <laughs> yeah, but it probably pissed her off more. Yeah. So there's another Karen in the Torrance. Uh, the Torrance Police oh, Department has recently identified a viral racist. <laughs> this woman was attacking Asian American people in the park. This poor girl, Asian girl, was just stretching. And I gotta tell you, like some of these videos, you're like, how on earth did they film this? Because if someone's coming at me crazy, the last thing I'm thinking is I'm going to film this. I'm just going to like have it out with you. I think it's just a different, uh, right. It's just a different generation. It's They're like, crazy. oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to respond to this. Right. Non-violence. I'm just going to film you. Go cr- and it seems like the video just agitates people more. Right. So the comments, though, people were like, that poor woman in the video, I can't believe she remained so calm. How did she do that? She was better than I was. She was just so, like, watch how, much, how many likes I get on this video. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> um, if you didn't see it, this, you know, Asian woman was stretching in the park and this Karen goes over and tells her to go back to her country. Super, super racist yeah. and mean. And then the Torrance Police Department has recently identified her. Uh, Lena Hernandez, 56 years old of oh. Long Beach with ties to Torrance. I want this woman turned in. I'm just going to let you know. I grew up in Torrance, Carson How did they get area. her name? Like somebody must. They, she was all on the video. She I know. did it more than one time. That means time. somebody said, that's my neighbor. There and were like, several <laughs> um, victims, though. She was just approaching people, telling them to go back to their Maybe country. Maybe she was trying to go viral. She was like, okay, you know what? Well, she did it. Yeah, and she now did the Torrance PD is looking for her. See so. what happens when you have goals? So, okay, last wet in the world. We're going to blow through this one. 
We decided to barbecue some ribs last night, and Eddie decided to use his slow smoker. <laughs> and you guys, I swear to God, it took five <laughs> hours to make these ribs. We didn't eat dinner until 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. They were really good, it, but I'm just going to let you know, like, I don't ever want you to spend 10 hours, five and hours. Not only was it five anything. hours, but it was like every 45 minutes I had to do something to it. And that stupid alarm. And that was, yeah. So that was the first time I ever, like, slow smoked something. I don't but, know that I want you to do that again. Yeah, but they I think were you, really good. You have to but start next early. Time you start at like eight a.m. Yeah, you gotta so we start can early. Have a decent dinner. Yeah, we legit ate at ten o'clock. Okay, <laughs> so let's get back to why I'm feeling demotivated. I know that if you're feeling demotivated, okay, so back to you have to keep good company. I sent maybe three text messages out to friends that I know that I can trust, right? So I see in my coaching when people are struggling and going through something unfavorable, they're in a lull or some sort of rut, they usually retreat. Yep. They don't want to reach out. They don't want to ask for help. And so I'm just going to tell you that doesn't work. It doesn't serve. You can't suffer in silence. It's just not ever going to serve you. So failure in isolation just perpetuates failure. So I sent a message to a girlfriend, to my friend, Sophia, and I was like, hey, are you working out? Like, are you doing Weight Watchers? What are you doing? Because I am feeling super demotivated to, you know, get my fit life together and enough is enough, but I still am trying to muster up some motivation and I just can't find it. I know that I'm making excuses, but I'm super busy, super stressed out, and it just hasn't been something that I've made a priority. And she was like, same. Okay. Okay. Then I uh, call another friend, Drea. I said the same thing. She's like, same. I just, you know, I don't know this COVID thing. Like she got a whole, built a whole gym in her garage. She wakes up every day, 630, goes outside, and then she just stares at her weight. (laughs) And she's just like, I just like, you know, there's no motivation there. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only person Then I call um, my friend Vanessa. And she's like, same. Right. Okay. So. When I say choose good company, I know it sounds like it's not good company, but these are women that I trust, that I love, that, you know, I can be vulnerable with. So Vanessa calls and she's, you know, chatting about her kind of demotivation and we're talking about how busy we are and just like, I just have to tell you, like, if you're anything like us, you have pivoted a million times during COVID, during the quarantine It seems like every day something else was happening. And you're just like, okay, at this point, I'm not planning for anything. I'm not going to plan what I'm wearing tomorrow. I'm not going to plan what time (laughs) I wake up tomorrow. I'm not planning to work out. I'm not planning dinner. I'm not planning anything because I literally don't know if there's even going to be food on the shelves at the grocery store. I don't know if my husband's going to come home tomorrow. Like, we don't know anything, right? So I, I have said it in previous episodes before when I get out of my rhythm of a schedule, and I know you're very similar, it's just easy to just kind of slip into, ah, yeah, I'll eat that. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I'll watch that with you. Yep. Ah, we and don't I really it, have to work out. Yeah, and I know for me, like- And then anything goes. Yeah. And you know, for me, I have to be really rigid about my routine. And like I get up early, I'll sacrifice sleep and I'll just kind of, you know, have my routine because I think that it's important, which it is important. Mm -hmm. But when my routine gets broken, so I couldn't go to the gym, couldn't lift weights, weights make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. They release endorphins. I feel great. I feel like I could take over the world. And then because of that, 
then I, I'm watching what I'm eating mm-hmm. and then I'm following my diet a little bit better. It's like a domino effect. It's a domino yeah. effect. So but for then me, re- though, it's time. Yeah. Like when well, my you, time's regimented. When you get an idea mm-hmm. about something, like a pivot or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it consumes you. Yeah. Which, makes, which is also important because it makes you make something amazing and mm-hmm. great. But then that balance of saying, okay, let me stop this morning to journal. Yeah, I'm not good with balance. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right there. Right, like, right. Balance is like this mythological word that people throw around. And I think it's really hard to find, especially for people who are driven, who are creative, who are just trying to take over the world and make things happen. Yeah. Balance is a, it's like a bad word for me. Yeah. And I don't throw it around lightly anymore. It's something that I'm not really trying to chase, but it's something that I'm like, okay, this isn't working for me. I've hit the point of burnout now. Yeah. Right. So what's been happening is I've been leaving for work thinking, oh, I'm going to go in for a couple of hours and then I'll either start a new project an order will come in, something will happen and I'll wind up being there for eight, 10 hours. Right. Right. Well, at that point, I haven't meal prepped for 10 hour, a 10 hour shift. I thought I would be home for lunch. Now I haven't eaten. It's been several hours. And I know for myself, like when I get to that point, anything goes. Who can stop at Chick-fil-A and bring me something? (laughs) Who can stop somewhere and just bring me something just so I don't die, right? Right. I'm not picky. I don't care what it is. Just bring me something. Tempura? Sure, no problem. It's across the street. You want to bring a pot pie? I don't care. (laughs) So I'm not making the healthiest choices when I'm in a state of desperation. And I know that that's a problem for me. So- During Mother's Day, um, one of the girls, uh, her name's Wendy, one of the women who has a drama kid that, you know, was also a drama kid with our drama kids. And so we met. She's just another mother. Shout out to Wendy. She was offering to come help me in the bakery during Mother's Day. And I needed all hands on deck. So she came in and she was like, you know, oh, I said, wow, you look really good. She's like, oh, my God, I lost like 18 pounds. So it was really sweet. Long story short, this is not a plug. I'm not getting paid for this. But she was talking about this app called Noom. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard of it. And I was like, what is it? It's like Weight Watchers. Like, I've seen all of this stuff. Mind you, if you don't really know Eddie and I, we are former bodybuilders. Like, bodybuilding competitors who have placed and won trophies and shit for our physique, right? So we know what to eat. We know how to work out. We know what works for our body. Which is also a problem because you're like, oh, all I know is I'm 12 weeks out. I can just get back in shape (laughs) really quick. But I also (laughs) know that one thing that I want our listeners to know, just because you know something doesn't mean shit. Mm -mm. It literally doesn't mean anything. We all know we should be fueling our bodies with good nourishing food. It does mean something because- It doesn't. No, no, no. In this way, it does mean something because when you think you know, then you don't do because you think you can always go back to what you think you know. Yeah. So, so sometimes that's why the knowing it, makes you lazy. Right. It makes you it makes you complacent because you're like that knowledge gives you this phantom power where you think, oh, I can go back to that. I can do that because I know how to do it. Right. And then before you know it. It's a damn lie. It's a damn lie, right? right? So I think that's why it matters. Yeah, so sometimes like being naive or when things are new, it can be more exciting and then you're more committed to it, right? So back to Wendy. So Wendy is would never say, and this was one of the things, I said, what is this Noom thing? She said, it's psychological based and they're teaching me how I think about food matters more than what I eat. And I was like, oh, talk to me about that, sis. I love, you know, psychology. 
And so she just was like so into it. She was like, yeah, for example, um, I never looked at myself as a fit person. Like I was just like, oh, I just ate kind of whatever was around. I never thought that food was fuel. Like I never, I thought that fit people did that. I said, did you just hate fit people? She's like, oh, totally hated them. Like thought that they had all the time in the world to focus on their body. She's like, now though that I'm making healthier choices, I feel like a fit person. I thought it was so yeah. inspiring. Like right? it almost like an identity shift. Like right. She, and so she said that she had a, she has a kid and she's, she said, I lost 18 pounds. I wasn't even working out. I just started changing and monitoring what I was eating. There are no good foods, no bad foods. So it's basically teaching you moderation, but it's really teaching you about how you look at food. Right. Yeah. And so then she says, I was really proud, though, because I started kind of walking and hiking and just doing basic stuff because she has never worked out. And she said that one of her kids said to the the mom of another kid, right. oh, you should go hiking with my mom. You should tell your mom to go hiking with my mom. And the kid goes, oh, my mom doesn't do that stuff. Like she doesn't do fitness stuff. She's not a fit person. And Wendy was like, oh my God, I'm a fit person. Like that's what <laughs> fit people do, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was so inspired awesome. by her newfound excitement mm-hmm. for fitness, yeah. right? And so this is one of the things that I wanted to bring up was like, I know what to do. Again, we just said knowing what to do is not enough, but sometimes when it's new and it's fresh, it can be exciting. And so I was inspired by her excitement. So I came home and I looked at the app and I was just, again, I don't need an app to tell me what to eat. I know what to eat, right? I owned a meal prep company for God's sakes, right? But I was really intrigued by the psychology of it. I watched a YouTube video and I was like, you know what? This is cool. I want to do this. So I want to share a couple of questions that it asked because I did sign up for it. So it says like, my bad habit around eating is A, overeating, um, check. Yeah. You know, like you and I have been eating quite a bit, yeah, right? It's yeah. not like we're shoveling and hoarding. And you know, my food. problem is like I'm like, okay, it's I'm just gonna, so good. I, well, I fast, uh-huh. and then I think, oh, my fasting is going to give me an ability to just eat whatever I want to eat, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not blowing up out of control. I'm right. not, you know what I mean. And so then all of a sudden, I I justify it because I have one good habit. That makes it okay to take right. on. To so eat you're fasting, peach but then you're going to eat peach cobbler <laughs> yeah, and, during and, the fast. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Number two. So my bad habit is B, skipping, avoiding, forgetting the gym. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Right. Uh, C, my bad habit is raiding the fridge after a long day. Yeah. Yeah. I come home. You guys have already eaten dinner. I'm like, what the hell's in the fridge? Whatever is closest to me will do. Right. Right. Not good. A, B, C, well, Go D. back to the, the really quick. The, yep. I, I like the question about the gym uh-huh. because. So skipping, avoiding, forgetting the gym. And it, what it, to me, what it does, it it's empowering language. Like you're choosing to. It's skip. your bad habit. Yeah, it's your you're, bad habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you didn't go to the gym because of all these other things. It's just like, hey, very simple. And you just then, chose to avoid you it. You just chose to avo- avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Yeah. So people that don't work out, like that's something that should trigger you. You just choose to avoid it. Right. Right. You could say like, oh, I don't really have time. You're choosing. Because if it said you didn't have time, you can just check that box every day. And all of a sudden you're out, you're out in the woods. You say, hey, I didn't have time. You want me to do. So my bad habit would be skipping, avoiding, forgetting to eat. Mm. 
That's a bad one. Yeah. Because then when I do come home, it's like, what's in the fridge? And I'm just going to eat whatever is available, right? Yeah. The next one, grazing the buffet table at a party. Well, we're in COVID, so there's no buffet table at any sort of party. But like I was telling Eddie, like, that's a yes. If we go to a friend's house, let's say, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have these mini... I don't know, peach cobblers, whatever. Yeah, I want to try that. Yeah. There's no like restriction. Those are, those are good. Give me five more, please. Thank you. <laughs> but again, and I hope you guys are hearing this, like these questions are great because they are, no matter what, you are in control. Mm-hmm. There's this choice. It's not like, oh, you ran out of time or the gym is too far. Mm-hmm. Like you are choosing these things. Yeah. My bad habit is eating out too much instead of cooking at home. Mm-hmm. How many times when you're busy... Are we just like, okay, we don't have time to cook. So what do we want to eat? We yeah. try to make healthy choices, but we're just like, all right, what's available? What's right. open? Then when you get to the point where you're like, what's open? There are no good things. And then when the Copelands get into this habit of we start enabling each other, we say, oh, you know what sounds really good right now? And then like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you want to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Oh, that sounds really good right, right now. All of a sudden mm-hmm. we're doomed. Yeah. So here's the next one. Munching on sweets. It says in the break room, but I just think we just munch on sweets, period. Right. <laughs> we like sweets. I own a bakery for God's sake. Well, right? I, I'm not a sweets person so much, but Honey, I do like. You have peach cobbler every night. Uh, no, yes, I do. But okay. I'm a, yeah, You're but not I don't, a sweets person? But I don't like, like graze on sweets. Like I like certain things that are cinnamon based. You uh, like pie every pie. night. Yes. Pies. <laughs> Cinnamon, like, you know, I don't, you know, when you give me some cookies, yeah, those things, they're still sweets. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. And then lastly, snacking late night. We have a, we have a late night snack Mm -hmm. that we have. Popcorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With Parmesan cheese and butter. Yeah. Melted butter. And it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Here's the next question. What triggers this unhelpful thought? Is it hunger so you're like emotional or physical, like I'm hungry, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat. Mm, sometimes, yeah, I'm hungry. Uh, being tired or low energy, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If I'm tired, low yeah. energy, yeah, you're and resistant, you ask me if your, I want your, popcorn, your willpower sure, is, is, I want popcorn, yep, right? Yep. Um, what, what next is a stressful or emotional day? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't have anything to say, but yeah, a stressful or emotional day can definitely trigger me into like just, oh, yeah, I'll eat that. Um, Eating in social situations is a big one for me. If I go to Mm -hmm. a party and they're like, oh, look, we got these freaking fried potato balls from Porto's. Yeah, I love those. I want five of those. (laughs) (laughs) So social situations is a big one. The next one, not enough time. Always Mm -hmm. my situation. Uh, Next one, sweet treats or other temptations. Yeah, I was like telling Eddie, if someone was like, hey, I bought this box of candy for you. Sure. It's not like I say, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to wait until Saturday because Saturday is my cheat meal. I'm just, no, it's a Tuesday. I want to eat the chocolate that someone brought me. And the next one, food pushers, which I thought was funny. Yeah. We both agreed that we're both food food pushers. Yeah, yeah, you're the worst. Food so, pusher what's a ever. food pusher? Explain. <laughs> a food pusher is a person that finds Just a way to introduce something to you. Like, you know, there's a donut place we like to go to, and you know, one of us will say, "Hey, tomorrow we should go get Upland Donuts," mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds really good." And then you start to like make justifications. Well, then know? I'm like, well, I didn't really want donuts. But I mean, if they're here, yeah. then I'm not going to say no to a hot and donut. And then it's like, dude, I just get two donuts or just a dozen. 
And you, <laughs> you just like, uh, well, so I guess it's a better deal to get it done. We're a hot mess. Okay, so back to today. So I reach out to my friends, and they're all kind of in the same thing as as I am. And we're just like, okay, what are the facts? The facts are we don't want to get older and be struggling with our weight. Right. The facts are we know that health is extremely important. And it doesn't matter how damn busy you are, you're not going to be busy doing anything if your health is in jeopardy. Right. Right. And the fact is, like, you want to feel good and confident in your clothes. I don't want a gut hanging. I don't have a gut, really. But I don't want to feel uncomfortable wearing shorts. It's summertime. I don't want to feel unconfident wearing a bikini. It's summertime, right? Right. I'm not at the age, I don't think, where I'm supposed to downgrade to a one piece just because, like, now I have a mom body. Like, I'm not okay with that. Right. So all of my friends kind of felt the same way. And then we started chatting about... Obviously, we're all busy. Yeah, everybody's busy. And I don't think that that's going to go away considering everything in the world is now opening Mm -hmm. post uh, quarantine, right? right? So there's got to be something that you can do to find some self-motivation to one, I think you got to like draw a line in the sand. Like for Mm -hmm. me, I was like, okay, this has to stop. The one thing that Vanessa said, she said, here's the thing. We know that any area in our life when we are successful, it's because we have purpose and intention behind it. Right. And it just kind of hit me. I was like, I have no purpose and intention around anything related to fitness or health right now. Mm -hmm. None. I have no goal that's set. I have nowhere to be. And right. most uh, most of you have nowhere to go and either. That's, and that's so important, too, because you think about if you don't have something you're looking forward to, if you don't have a specific way that or a specific goal like that, hey, I want to feel this way. I want to put on this particular dress. I want to do this particular activity and I don't want to be in shape when I do it. It's hard to kind of pull in that intrinsic motivation that really gets you going mm-hmm. because with anything you need momentum yeah. like you 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 it's hard to just spark up that that fire and get going so i know many of you are listening to this and you're like yeah the world is is on fire right now in a lot of cases mm-hmm. and we've been dealing with a lot of different things and it's it's easy to get lost in that and then kind of really blame the circumstances of the world to and say, hey, that that's why I'm off base. That's why I'm not hitting well, my goals. Well, we call that's it what... being graceful with ourself. I want to be graceful with myself because it's a terrible time, and you know everything's uncertain. But grace is supposed to give you a new race. Grace okay. is a, supposed to allow you to to spark something new. Right. Uh, I think what we do is we just get complacent, mm-hmm. and then we just we we externally blame the circumstances mm-hmm. and they say, well, when this is all over, I'll get it together. Yeah. And then when we start to do that, that's a dangerous place. Yeah. So this is like a group therapy session for us yeah. right now. However, I want you to know, I will say one of the greatest things about you and I is that we ask really solid questions. So yeah. we're like, okay, we should be graceful, but are we making excuses? Yeah. But are we happy? But what are the facts? The facts are we know that we have some bad habits right now. Yeah. Does it make us feel good about ourselves? No. Yep. Is this something that could bleed over into other areas of our lives if we continue to lack discipline, if we continue to lack focus? Um. Yeah. Yeah. And for then sure. The, you know, when we were talking about this episode, I was like, you know, I realized that my routine gets so rigid that when the routine breaks down. I lose all sight of my goal and what mm-hmm. I'm trying to trying to do instead of being flexible and agile and saying, hey, I can't always control the routine because the gym may be closed as mm-hmm. it is, right? Or 
the, the world may have a pandemic and, mm-hmm. I, and, and no one can go anywhere as it has. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is like, so my goal was so tightly, it's so tied up into this routine that now I'm like, oh, I'll just work out from here and here. Yeah. This time, anything know, goes. Anything goes. And it's just kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then you just start to lose yourself and all that. And before you know it, you're 455,000 pounds and you're trying to figure <laughs> out what are you going to do with your life? Uh, and so this is an opportunity for all of us, uh, us included, to kind of say, okay, enough's enough, mm-hmm. right? We need to find something in, in all of this craziness and mm-hmm. saying, okay, we got to get it together. So here was my aha moment. You ready? Mm-hmm. I was um, talking to you yesterday yesterday about goal setting. Like you were getting ready to go back to work and I was like, okay, what are the facts? The facts are half of 2020 is gone. The mm-hmm. fact is that the rest of 2020 is still available. So yeah. what do we plan on doing within the next 90 days? Because we only have two more 90 day sprints, right? right. We've got three months here. Like focus, what are you doing? What are you working on for the next 30 days? And then what's your next last last half of the year, last quarter of the year? What are those 30 day goals or 90 day goals? Right. Right. And so we were talking about goal setting. We were talking about our finances. We were talking about the businesses, talking about. And I felt really good when we went to bed about, OK, now we have some clarity around commitments and what we're going to be working towards for the next, you know, two sprints of 90 day cycles. Right. Okay. So then this morning I woke up and after talking with my girlfriends, uh, my friend Vanessa, she said, you know, restrictive behaviors are something that's like necessary when you're trying to achieve something. right? Right. And so if we have a goal, then we can't be like opposed to, oh, I'm on a diet. I can't. So think about this. Anybody who's successful that you know, anytime we have ever achieved success has been because you've been focused on it, you've been dedicated to it, and you've been consistent. Yep. Right. So we're missing all of those. We're missing focus. We're mm-hmm. missing dedication. Mm-hmm. Or did, is that what I said? Yeah. yeah I'm dedicated to it. Uh, discipline. And I think discipline is important because I like having a restriction that I choose. Mm-hmm. Right. And I say, like, when we were competing, like, oh, I don't want that. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, and, and you mean, we may say I can't, but I would say now going, thinking about what we've learned since, since doing that, I would say, I don't want to have that right now. Mm-hmm. And you were really good at saying that. You go, I don't want that. Yeah. Right. It, uh, you're going to get cake. I don't want that cake. I don't yeah. want that. I want to eat right. And, mm-hmm. and so having restrictions gives you power. Right. So it applies to every area in your life, though. So yeah. every time that we have achieved success, not just with our health, like let's say for you, our listeners, you have paid off all of your debt. You know what that took? That took discipline. Mm-hmm. That took restriction. Yep. There were some restrictive boundaries that you had to set around saving, around spending, around what you were doing with every dollar that came in. And so what I wanted to impart to you in this episode, which was kind of my aha moment today was I have no restrictive behaviors going on around any area of our lives. Right. (laughs) And my dad, if my dad is listening, like my dad will wake up and, you know, check the refrigerator. He's like, Hmm, I think I'll have a glass of milk. Hmm. There's cookies in the pantry. I'll have some cookies. Hmm. Let's pop Hmm. some cinnamon rolls in the oven, you know, just whatever he feels like. And I watch him move about. I love you, dad, but I'm like, You literally have no discipline around anything, around what you eat. There's no routine or regimen for, I take a walk every night. You know, I eat an apple a day, keeps the doctor away. Like there's no routine around, there's no restrictiveness. Yeah, it's almost like 
you Anything have to create goes. a restriction and then you just stay disciplined to the restriction. Right. And know? so I want to say it again. Restrictive behaviors are necessary when you're trying to achieve anything. This could be your finances. The three things I think that that applies most to finances, time and health. Yeah. And it comes down to just discipline. It comes down to setting a goal. It comes down to awareness. And it comes down to you just having the ability to exercise discipline. Yeah. So when I like had that epiphany today, I was like, wait a second. I literally am not practicing any sort of restrictive behavior around anything other than my time right now. And I'm not even doing that well, because if I was practicing a restrictive behavior around my time, it wouldn't be that hard for me to restrict 30 minutes during the morning for me to work out or to restrict, you know, an hour in the morning so I could journal and I could work out and I could feel good about my day. And so I want to say that again, you know, your finances, time and health, I think all of those three categories deserve some sort of restrictive behaviors and guidelines in order for you to make any sort of improvement at all. Yeah. Because if you're just like, oh, you know, what do you feel like eating today? You're just eating whatever. You're going to be fat. And I think you feel like, hold on real quick. You want to, you know, yeah, let's book a flight here. Let's go here. Let's buy this. Let's go shopping. You're going to be broke. Yeah. And if you are just letting people blow you around, hey, you should do this. Oh, respond to your emails. Oh, look at your phone notifications. You probably are overcommitted. You probably have no time. And so I guess what I wanted to share was like, again, my epiphany this morning was restrictive behaviors are something that I need right now. And I think you might too, if you're feeling like you're stuck in a rut and if you feel like you're not really, you know, having the motivation that you need to move forward, it's got to be around a goal and you've got to have some restrictions that you're happy to make. And I just want to say this because I think people hear the word restriction, they hear the word discipline, and they go, that does not sound fun. Mm-hmm. It does not sound but like the living. Goal does. But but I think what 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 you have to find in all that is like in life I'm learning, and I think over the years I learned this more and more, like having restrictions, having discipline is how you conquer yourself. But it's how it's you how achieve you, anything. But though. yeah, but it, but achievement comes after you have identified how you what what brings you down and mm-hmm. what holds you back and it's you mm-hmm. right and so the goal in life is to overcome yourself your lower self mm-hmm. to get to a place where you can step into your greatness step into your potential but that can't happen until you conquer yourself and mm-hmm. you're con- and we are always going to want to be pleasure seekers mm-hmm. right and i think that's what happens Part you get into humanity. this place mm-hmm. things get stressful so you want to pleasure so things get hard so you want to pleasure and so you get into this place where you just go you know sitting on the couch eating food watching TV is pleasure, 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 Mm -hmm. because all the world is going to hell. So this is my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is, is is that in order for us to push through these things, in order for us to get to a place, you have to maintain those restrictions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I want to go after this podcast Mm -hmm. is to say, okay, here are my restrictions. And I'm going to say discipline to that because I have to overcome myself in order to get the results I want Mm -hmm. to have achievements. Yeah. Well, you know, by the time this episode airs, it'll be seven days past when we recorded this. So I'm going to tell you no more popcorn, no more peach cobbler, not we still that have some we have to left. be sad. <laughs> we don't have to be sad about it. We have to just ask ourselves, is this going to get us to the point, the place that we want to be? Right. Do Is this peach cobbler going to be, you know, contributing to the body that you want for the summer? Right. And so I went on almost an 11 mile uh, bike ride today at the beach. And I'll tell you, the chicks that were playing uh, volleyball on the beach wearing thongs, 
they have more discipline than I have right now mm-hmm. around food. <laughs> That's why they get to walk around in thongs, uh-huh. right? So I think if you were to step back and just look at some of the things that you're unhappy with in your life, they, they're going to fall into a couple categories, finances, time, health, and probably relationships. Right. If you are lacking any sort of success in any of those four categories, I'm just going to tell you, and you see it like being achieved by someone else, I'm going to tell you that they have some restrictive behaviors around the things that you want and you got to kick in your discipline, sis. Yeah. And I will tell you, if you are struggling with anxiety, depression, uh, and all those things that riddle you when it comes to your mental health, really look at what are your disciplines around mindfulness? What are your disciplines about praying? What's your dis- 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 discipline around meditation? Like all those things, um, breed healthiness. They bring a wellness to you because when you sit down and you meditate, you're practicing restriction. You're now allowing your your brain to wander about. You're mm-hmm. saying, okay, I'm going to be mindful in this moment. I'm going to be in this moment. And when you think about restriction, it's mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's your ability to say, right now, I'm going to focus and make a decision not to do this. I'm going to focus and make a decision to say, I want to be disciplined. And that is a mindfulness because you're automatically looking for pleasure you're consciously looking for restrictions and improvement. Yeah. So a couple more things I want to share with you to help kind of like spark that inner self motivation that you might be lacking right now, like I was this morning. You have to set a goal. The -hmm. goal has to be something that inspires you, that interests you. It's got to be something not just because we're telling you you should go on a diet. That's not going to be strong enough, right? But I'm like, okay, the chick in the thong uh, playing volleyball, I'm like, okay, I, I still look like that. I could look like that if I wanted to. If I exercised the right disciplines, I could look like that too. Is that what you want? No. <laughs> but maybe. Okay. So the point is, is it's available <laughs> yeah, to me, right? Absolutely. Also going for my bike ride this morning, looking at these $10 million houses for, you know, 11 miles, I'm like, that's available to me too. If I had that, that house on the beach, I literally walked through the whole thing. I was doing lots of imagery because I'm visual. I was like, if this were my house right here, I pick the one that's on the beach with Mm -hmm. the pool Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here, you know, sunbathing. Yeah, I'm not going to look like I'm 300 pounds. I'm sorry. This is my beach house. Right. I would have had to have done something pretty epic, which makes me extremely successful. I'm probably standing on a stage. I'm not going to do that at 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I'm damn sure not going to be chilling in my beach house. Like, oh, wow, look at her. She she weighs 300 pounds and somehow she figured out how to pull off this house. Right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying in my image of myself for my success, it does not include Janelle being 300 Can I just highlight that? That's a huge statement. I hope you guys caught that. Like when you think about the image of yourself, maybe you're not where you want to be. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you don't have the body you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have the, the house that you wanted. Maybe you don't have the family that you wanted. Mm-hmm. But you have to ask yourself, is that in your image? Do you see that as an image of yourself? Do you see yourself differently? Mm-hmm. And if you see yourself differently, I think that's the seed of planning a goal. Yeah, that because seed was in me deep today. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, can... I can't accomplish the things that I want to accomplish if I don't feel my my best. Right. If I don't have confidence 
confidence flowing through me, if I don't have the energy that I need or the stamina to maintain, you know, the pursuit of my goals. So I just kind of decided today that I needed to set some goals. And then I would just say, like, you got to break up your goal. Like, mm-hmm. I can't say, like, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I don't know. I hear people with these crazy goals. How about we just set, let's just set if you have not dieted or watched your weight in a long time, you haven't set any sort of restrictions, do 30 days. For yeah. 30 days, I'm going to say no to sweets. Yeah, For 30 it, days, I'm not going to have huge. refined sugar. For 30 days, I'm going to make it a point to dedicate, you know, 30 minutes to walk around the block, something. Because if I'm saying that having this schedule and this goal is going to make me feel better about pursuing something that I know that I want, then I have to make it a priority. And I think that's huge because I fall into this sometimes. I think that I think about the result as my goal, but the actual process should be the goal. Because if if I stay to the to the process, if I say, hey, my goal is, hey, I'm for the next 30 days, I'm going to do these things mm-hmm. and that's my goal, the result should probably be something favorable. Right. right. Because I think what happens is is people say, I want to lose 30 pounds. And they keep that in their mind. And that's great. And some people do achieve that goal. But the problem is is that every single day you're not 30 pounds less, that's demotivating. It is for sure. Right. And so if you said, hey, every day I'm going to work out for an hour and you accomplish that, that feels good. And you do it again. And yeah, you do so it that again. was kind of like the next thing, like figure out a way to make, you know, this goal, something that interests and inspires you. So like, we're trying to get out more because the sun's out, right? right. So and I have I'm a wonderful go- tan right now. You do have a great tan. I do too. <laughs> and I put on a tank top and I rode my, be- my, my bike by the beach and I got even more tan today. So I want to take advantage of the fact that the sun's out and it's shining. And so I'm going to go on more bike rides. Plus I need just the mental break of, yeah. you know, not being in a gym, not being at home, not listening to a Tabata timer. Like I just need Need to be one with the earth right now, I think. So <laughs> so make it simple, um, keep it interesting, and just find things that are going to keep you, uh, I guess, focused on making it fun. Yeah. And then the next thing is plot your progress. You got to track it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I got on the scale. I took all my measurements. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was like, I have this fitness journal that I use all the time, like for years and years and years. And the last time that I used it was in 2019 at some point. And that was also and like, oh, shit, I'm not really paying attention to this as well as I should. And luckily, my measurements were pretty similar. But then that was also sad. Like, wait, I've been looking like this for a year, right? Mm-hmm. So it's time to get moving. So right. I, I I think that tracking and monitoring your progress is extremely important. But you got to come to grips with where you're at, like right now in the moment and face it. Yeah. And then next would be people are not going to like this. Make it public. I chose the title of this and I chose the topic of this because I needed to make it public. So yeah. Now it's public. Like Eddie and Janelle need to be focusing on what we say no to. Yep. <laughs> we need to be exercising restrictive behaviors. And we're going to be, um, you know, asking you guys to hold us to that. And then you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you that more often than not, the husband in the relationship will be the one that's like, okay, I'm going to the gym. And women get upset because we're like, oh, my God, you know, if I had time to go to the gym, he doesn't even hear the baby's crying and this and that. 
And, you know, you and I have been through every fitness journey that we've been yeah. on together. When we're overweight, we're overweight together. When yeah. we're at our best, we're at our best together. And so you don't know it, but you just signed up and we've got to do this together so you don't get sugar <laughs> for the next 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because they know that that is a common thing where guys will get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and we were watching The Becoming mm-hmm. and Michelle Obama was talking about how frustrated she was mm-hmm. With Barack, with Barack when they had kids mm-hmm. and he was getting up every morning and he and it's was so going frustrating to, was, when your kids are young she, she said something I thought was was she said um he made himself priority and I just didn't right and I was mad at him for that mm-hmm. right and it's like I could she's like I could have made myself a priority but I chose not to right you know, and so and women, we ha- we hate that, but we have to take responsibility and ownership over that. So if you are, you know, the the doer of all things in your house, you got to make yourself the priority. I guarantee if you were to declare it to your kids, to your husband and say, mom needs this. I need to step away. I need to focus on myself. Yeah. They're going to be like, OK, uh, what do you need from us? Yeah. And there will be very few things holding you back. It's just all in your mind. Yeah. So I hope this episode was helpful for you as always, we want to try to push through to the next level of our lives and we want to bring you along with us. So yeah, this was a group therapy session. You got enlisted into a new 30-day challenge. I guess I can't have challenge. sugar for 30 days. Does that start today? Well, I mean, I'll let you eat your pie and then tomorrow you got to weigh in and I'm we got to be accountable. It away. So, <laughs> you know, if this was a helpful episode for you or if it was just fun, if it kind of inspired you, please take the time to rate and review us on iTunes. Your reviews mean the world to us. It keeps us going. It helps keep us focused on topics that we know are insightful and informative and helpful for you guys. So thank you so much for joining. We will see you soon. And push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.